So what do I have to do to buy this basement? <laughs> I don't care about the rest so of the fucking like, house. I just want the basement. <laughs> is it a cement basement? So you can basement? like chop it off. So you can chop Alex's house off at the knees and steal its basement from it. Just push it over. Yeah. Kneecap <laughs> that Alex house. living. You don't want Alex living over you? There's spiders up there. I'm like poachers that go after rhinos for their horns. I don't give no shit about the rhino. I just want one very specific part. <laughs> Is there going to be like an ad campaign that comes after this? Like the only thing that needs a basement is a house. Yeah. <laughs> only you can oh, stop man. Charlie. Only you and several laws and statutes, but we're not so sure about those either. Just show up to a random house with like a hacksaw and a winch kit. <laughs> Yo, I, I heard you had a basement. Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 85. Yeah. Wow, we're enthusiastic this week. Take a week off from the podcast and we're all full of piss and vinegar and no one's sick at all. It's weird not having a hype man anymore, in all honesty. Yeah, I'm dying. What can (laughs) I say? Maybe let's do the one week (laughs) where laughter doesn't blow out the audio levels. Yeah, it's the plus side. Or you, <laughs> yep. or you just yeah. have really scratchy voices to deal with. Yeah. We had like, what, a, a four episodes of Jeff's sexy cold throat? Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Anyway, welcome <laughs> to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 85. Uh, the official podcast of Slung Wicked Studios. We talk about video games and stuff. But yeah, big I'm Big emphasis char- on the stuff. Yeah, big I, emphasis I on we, stuff. I thought we were a food podcast that occasionally talked about up. video games. <laughs> As always, I'm Charlie, aka Mordak, on a variety of platforms, and Mordak916 on the PSN place. Um, literally, I think I'm Mordak almost everywhere else. Joined by Invader Gur, aka Jeff, and Mave Online, aka Alex, aka Mave, aka someone normally does the more the AKAs for me, so I don't have to think them up, and I'm bad at this part. Either of you go fuckers Jeff, say chapstick, man. I'm go, ending this go. podcast. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so I had our. Let's see. Um, Lip moisturizer, man. No <laughs> moisturizer. No. no. Let's, let's move to, on. So what really happened right there is I was trying to think really fast, and I was like, "Oh, he loves PUBG. I'll say whatever his favorite weapon in PUBG is." Brian I have Pan. no fucking clue what he uses in PUBG. The thing is, if I said frying pan, man, you jump all over me frying without pan, context. Because then it segues uh, into the food podcast. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, I realized I don't know fucking anything about playing PUBG. Uh, especially not about Alex playing it. It's a game <laughs> where other people kill you because you're not good enough to get a chicken dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Sounds about right. But more on PUBG later, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And because of my extreme knowledge on PUBG, exactly why I should be an authority on video games. I I don't know why someone let me buy a microphone. I think that was the mistake. The lo- the first in a long list of mistakes that led me to this moment. I, I think it's kind of like you go into a Best Buy and I'm starting a podcast and they scoff at you and go, whatever. Mm-hmm. Here's some shit. <laughs> but... Here's a magnet and a spring. Now get the fuck out of my store. 
Man, I'd be we'd be so hardcore if we were just like building our own microphones from like baling wire ma- magnets and springs. <laughs> we're hand spooling our own microphones. Like some fucking Jedi shit at that point from Star Wars. You may only podcast once you build your own microphone. Oh yeah. And you have to, I don't know, kill a member of a lesser known podcast so that you can, you know, do that. Like, I live in LA. That'd be super easy. That was super easy. Yeah. For me, it was harder, but I just waited out in the woods for like someone doing like a traveling, like uh camping podcast and, you know, just typical horror movie shit from there. I have walked into pizza restaurants out here where two separate podcasts were being uh, recorded at two different tables and the guy behind the counter looked at me and said, are you with the podcast? And I said no and got free food. <laughs> so even if you are doing a podcast, the answer is say no and get free food. I I don't get doing a podcast from like another person's location. I We do this all from the comfort of our apartments and stuff. Like the idea of going to a restaurant, chewing up a table with like an audio mixer and shit like that. That just seems like weirdly shitty. <laughs> and then having like a loud conversation that's gonna go on for a while. I I, I get it. Tip well. Kind of. They didn't have any fucking food in front of them, so I don't know. Hmm. That's no good. Yeah. I have... But enough about other podcasts on our podcast. This is not a podcast about me shit talking other podcasts in LA. <laughs> Ones that film at the Chicago style pizza place. I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So, so Alex, how was your week? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> where do I begin? So, uh, it started with a little. Uh, well, last week for the podcast, we didn't really end up doing one because I kind of went out and had a small, quiet, you know, Wednesday night. Yeah, a normal pre-Thanksgiving event. Yeah, you know, usually how it rolls. By, uh, watching Guar, yeah! Nice! Yeah, so... Yeah. Charlie was hit me up, and he was saying, Hey, we should go see Guar, they're gonna be in L.A. And so, uh, he invited my girlfriend and I, and we headed out there, and he... Before we even got there, he had asked us, you know, Hey, what's your shirt size? So I gave him my shirt size, and he was like, oh, we're making shirts. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And I thought the white shirt thing was just the Charlie thing. Until oh, God, I, no, no. That is 100% I had abs- real shit. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea until I got there and saw a ton of people in white T-shirts. I was like, oh, this is a real thing. Charlie's this not insane. Like, yeah. On not this. So, yeah. So uh, we get over there, and. There was another band, I can't remember, was it Ghoul was playing when uh, we got We there? showed Ghoul. up right when Us Bastards was ending and um, Ghoul was setting up. Yeah, Ghoul was the one we saw. Yeah, so uh, we'll first be able to go get some food and, uh, of course, uh, put on, don our t-shirts, of course. And mm-hmm. uh, we watched Ghoul for a bit and that was pretty cool. And then uh, it was kind of tough to kind of keep up with Charlie and follow him around and all that. But uh, I am way too good at moving around concert venues. He, Dude, he is fast. Like, like okay, we're moving over here, and like he just disappears like a ghost. Like it's, it's impressive how fast he is. Way too mm-hmm. many years of being a roadie combined with way too many years of going to shows have like taught me the ninja art. Let's yeah. fucking blend into that crowd, Assassin's Creed style. 
Hmm. Yep. Hold X to pass through. Basically. Sit on that bench and appreciate those pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was uh it was a lot of fun. Well, then, you know, obviously we saw uh Guard come on stage and it was it was and amazing. Then they immediately left. <laughs> it was awesome. Like I I didn't really know what to expect. I did listen to some of the music beforehand. But man, it was awesome, and you guys weren't kidding about like the blood stuff. And Let me interject a fun story. Him. So, I, me and my girlfriend, we meet Alex at the venue, and he goes, "Like, guys, we're listening to the band in the car, so we know what to expect." And me and Jen just fucking crack up. We're like, "You know nothing." Mm-mm. Yeah, the music doesn't get you prepared for the show. No, no not at all. And then Ghoul went. And he's like, "I think I get what's going on." I'm like, "You know nothing still." <laughs> Yeah, Ghoul, as much as I like them, they are still 100% Guar Jr. Yeah. They added a kind of weird item to their merch table. Maybe someone should talk to them about, but... Eh. Huh? You know how they kind of wear those, like, executioner hood things? Oh, Jesus. They weren't selling the burlap bag, They were were selling something that looked a hell of like a Ku Klux Klan hood. That pissed Jen off a little bit. And I'm like, I can't even defend this one. Like, I... They didn't have this pack in Boston. No, no, they didn't. Uh, and I'm like, I-, I think I know what they're going for, and like this is the last stop of the tour, but yeah, this was a poor choice. Oh, my God. But uh, it was fun. I uh, I was surprised at how much I was able to keep up with everything. Uh, it was kind of funny. I actually disappeared into the audience, initially thinking Charlie was at the front of the stage already, and he's like, no, you don't want to be over there. Come over here. We'll move over. We'll move over. We'll move up in a little bit. So he was kind of guiding me around, but yeah, no, I had a great time, and I was obviously covered in the uh, the experience that they have there. And uh, I didn't think I showed you the pictures yet, Charlie, but um, that liquid, the, whatever they, the, the water dye, whatever, the fake blood. Yeah, it got in my eyes and actually dyed my contacts pink. Yeah, same with Jen. Oh, it did that to me too. Yep. Yeah. I totally didn't realize it until I got home and yeah. had that whole fucking 28 days later eye-looking <laughs> thing going on. Like, my, oh, my eye contacts came out purple after that one. Oh, no, mine were like there pinkish was, red. Yeah, there was no blue at this show. Huh. There was a lot of blue at our yeah, show. Yeah, I have a red shirt now, courtesy of this show. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I took some pictures, obviously, and uh, I uploaded the ones I got there. I got to show you the... I gotta send you the ones with the eyeballs because they it has that twenty eight days later like, yeah. disease look. It's yeah. really fucking gnarly. I almost cussed you out because I saw that selfie you took halfway through the show and you were barely coated in blood. I was like, "Oh motherfucker, you better <laughs> not have just gotten drizzled." <laughs> no, no, then, I went, that's when I stepped out for like a minute to get some water and then I went back in. Yeah, I'm like okay, no cussing out will happen today. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't gonna punk out like that. No way. <laughs> So I went back in, rocked out, you know, came home, showered, and the pink obviously stays in your hands and all that for a few yep. days. So having, oh, yeah. to ex- having to explain that to people was kind of fun. Well, especially because the, literally the next day was Thanksgiving. Yep. So I'm going over to see my family for Thanksgiving, and they're like, why do you have a lot of, like, just pink on your hands? I'm like, it's a long story. I'll explain it later. But, uh, yeah, so... Now your next day, spent Thanksgiving with the family. We have a Thanksgiving breakfast and a Thanksgiving dinner. So for breakfast, we have things like Monte Cristo sandwiches, Eggs Benedict, uh, French toast, a bunch of stuff like that. So 
have a nice breakfast, then come back for dinner, you know, standard Thanksgiving dinner. And that's pretty much, you know, that part. Um, <clears throat> sorry if my voice is cutting out here. I'm a little bit sick right now, so bear with me, folks. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, kind of just doing work stuff, little video games here and there. Um, I am working on leveling up a character so I can level up uh, through Burning Crusade and on with Charlie, so that'll be fun. That's our upcoming stream stuff that we got going on. Is that the transition uh, to me? Because I want to talk about World of Warcraft for a second. We will, but yeah, I guess yeah. other than that, I mean, that's pretty much been me. It was WoW and, uh, oh yeah, finally got back into Overwatch a little bit and did a little bit of competitive and then I remembered how much I hate it. So, <laughs> yeah, that was a good refresher just to remind me where my hatred comes from. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, so other than that, that's pretty much me. WoW, PUBG, and uh, Overwatch. Yeah. But yes, go on. Uh, yeah, I, I've been playing a lot of WoW lately. Or I, I finally bit the bullet and I, I threw down some money for an actual subscription and stuff. I think the last podcast I was like toying with the idea some. Yeah, it's it's really fucking weird playing that game again. Uh, it's so many small things have changed that like no one who has some like. Even if you pick that game up at Burning Crusade, I think some of the changes that like throw me for a loop aren't going to throw most people. I, it's, yeah, I've been playing some WoW. I I also saw Aguar with Alex. Me and Jen did absolutely nothing for Thanksgiving. Uh, me and Jen also had our fun hate date, though. The Bruins played the Kings in L.A., so. Did we win that? We did! I'm guessing with Kudobin in front? Uh, yeah. Because... Rass can't catch a break. Yeah. I, <laughs> it was not a great hockey game to watch. Like, I, I've watched some painful hockey games, and that was definitely up there. Aw. Like, both teams sucked. Well, we're back down to King's tickets being affordable somehow, so I'll take it. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been up to much. I think your guys' backup goalie made uh, some of the, or repeatedly made like save of the week for, uh, I think it was against um, the Blackhawks. Maybe I don't don't let me in with Kings fans. Those people are weird. <laughs> yeah, I nah. It's, been playing lots of WoW. I got my uh, so of the characters I had left over before I quit. I think all of them are now at level sixty. Like it's. The weirdest part is how little time you have to spend to get to at what point in time was max level, like, and how much that game kind of actually guides you through a proper progression, which is great, but at the same time, like, it kind of fucks with the progression of that game. It's a little too directed now, I think. Like, part of the fun of that thing was being like, okay, where the shit do I go next? Mm. Nah, I been playing that the 3.0 for um star citizen hit the ptu recently so i've been poking at that game again i've i've been bathing in the sweet sweet salt that is their um anniversary sale because oh god that thing is glorious i anytime that company chooses to get out there and like do something fun in youtube or like so every day of the sale comes with a fun kind of like hey here's what we're selling video and they're dumb, and there's something kind of fun about having a bunch of game, like, graphics engine people, like, being forced to be interviewed for a thing. It's like, this is what we're doing for this ship. 
please don't find my house and burn it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh. That'll be better than that Pokemon advertisement uh, during E3. Yeah, maybe. We solemnly swear we are hard at work doing Pokemon things. things. <laughs> yeah. And I've also, because I'm mad at Destiny right now, more on that later some. I've been poking at Warframe. Whenever I get mad at Destiny, I seem to wind up playing a little bit of Warframe because it, it's weird. That game keeps getting better and better, and as it's gotten better, my interest in playing it for long periods of time has decreased. Because <laughs> mm. there was, a, like, it's in the parts they're making better are, like, the immersion and the progression, and as they bring kind of the world of that game more and more to the front, the more I go, like, I don't actually like the setting of this game. I like the run and gun stuff. And now that it's actually more there and I'm understanding it more, I like this game a little bit less. I still play it a bunch, but like back when that thing had less of a plot to it and less of a backbone, I kind of enjoyed it more. Cause like, let's fucking do this. Why? Shoot stuff in the face. It's fun. Do it. Yeah. Not much else beyond that. Uh, we're going to talk about WoW later for our main topic some, so. Yeah. Jeff gets to go to bed early this week. Woohoo! Yeah. Jeff mm-hmm. needs it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that leaves you, Jeff. All right. So, uh, I went down to Massachusetts because it was Thanksgiving and my family does not live near me. Um, Charlie's lives further, so I actually kind of recant that statement. Me and Jen at Totino's um, Pizza Roll Feast for din- uh, for Thanksgiving. You ate like kings. I did. <laughs> it, I didn't say it while you were talking, but it actually sounds like you two had a lovely evening. I, there's something kind of nice about proceeding to eat like 300 Totino's Pizza Rolls across the span of two and a half days. <laughs> oh, God. So, is it good for uh, you? No. <laughs> so the highlight or the actual like Thanksgiving things is mostly fam my family. So obviously, you know, it wouldn't exactly be very entertaining to come here and tell a whole bunch of like esoteric stories about my family because none of you know them. Um, Jeff was but, around uh, people. The hi- yeah, the highlight would be one of my aunts decided to experiment with uh stuffing and she made stuffing with linguice in it and i was like oh what the hell's linguice it's like a portuguese sausage oh extra spicy got it yeah um so that was fantastic um then uh my brother's wife it was her bridal shower so my mom did up my entire first floor of our house to look like hong kong and had like paper dragons and like paper lanterns and like all these like pictures of like kanji that said things like um wellness and wealth and happiness and whatnot and after uh thanksgiving they ordered so much chinese food for this thing and my family was just in a perpetual state of gluttony for several days between Thanksgiving leftovers and Chinese food leftovers. And we had one of those moments where they ordered a ton of sushi with this as well. And we're like, okay, the chicken wings will be edible tomorrow. The sushi, not so much. (laughs) Everyone, 
eat the sushi. Do your share. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to like hate eat the sushi by the end of the night. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's a fate worse than death. No, <laughs> I have to eat all this delicious food. Legrone. <laughs> <laughs> Truly uphill both ways with no shoes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just like the imagine like back in my day, if we had sushi, we had to eat it all on the same day. Now you kids with your formaldehyde infested foods that don't rot. And what was it like, like having someone fan you with a giant pond from through all of Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah. I think I've told you my brother, my mo- my mom told my brother one day that he's like, she's like, you would love to just have people fanning you all day. He's like, nah, I need cabana boys holding air conditioners. <laughs> he's a very practical man. Um, but me, my brother, and one of the girls who attended's boyfriends basically all got kicked out. So we all went and hung out at Guitar Center um, so I could get my sister-in-law a uh, acoustic guitar pickup for her bridal shower. Mm. Um and then that night, we watched one of the most cinematic, most glorious cinematic masterpieces of all time. Go the on. The Great Wall starring Matt Damon. Holy shit, that movie is a fucking mess. I've, I've heard. I, I know you were forbidden from watching it, but my god, it is so bad. I... They're, I got forbidden from watching Ghost in the Shell. I think Jen looked at me and was like, no, and I go, I don't even want to see it. I'm good. <laughs> this doesn't look good. The CGI in the movie is fucking horrible. Like, it's it's so bad. The actual CGI of, like, the actual Great Wall of China. What is, is it even weird. about? I managed to watch a bunch of ads for that and don't know what that movie's about. Oh. I, I can tell you. Um... So the premise of the movie is (laughs) Matt Damon is a guy named William. Okay. I think that's it. That's all IMDb gave me. And he's traveling around like the Mongolian plateau with Oberon uh, Tyrell. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Which that guy's gotten a lot of work since Game of Thrones because he's also in Narcos. And he was in, um, God, what's it called? Uh, uh, Kingsman 2. Yeah. I'm oh, yeah. I'm happy to see him having a lot of success yeah. after that. Um not or now to talk about a shitty movie he's in. Um so Matt Damon go is traveling around and I think they're trying to trade for black powder essentially. Okay. And they get chased around by some kind of nomadic Scythian Mongolian horde kind of thing. Sure, like you do. Like you do, and then they run until they run into the Great Wall of China. And once they get there, like, shit tons of bow and arrows. They literally make a CGI circle of arrows around Oberyn and uh, Matt Damon. And the horde kind of decides that they'll take their chances with prey that isn't being attacked by archers. Okay. Um, and I guess backing up a little bit because I forgot to mention. So in the middle of the night, Matt Damon and crew were traveling around and they just got attacked by a monster and Matt Damon cut its hand off. Of course. And uh, they had that with them. So the Chinese take them in, go through all their stuff and find the severed hand. They're like, where did you get this? And he's like, oh, it attacked us in the middle of the night and uh, we killed it. And they're like, no, no, no. If this thing attacked you, you'd be dead. And I'm like, no, no, totally 
for real, totes, we did. And they're like, okay, we believe you. And, like, their scientist winds up figuring out that Matt Damon and Oberon were carrying a magnet with them, and the creatures cannot communicate if they don't have, or if there's a magnet around. So it made the creature freeze up, which is why they were able to kill it. Um, they... I'm pretty sure they proposed that idea pretty early on. This sure, movie moves this... at a pretty expedited plot rate. Gotcha. So, basically, the Chinese are like, okay, should we kill them or should we not? I don't know. I haven't killed anyone today. We can start with these guys. Um, And William Defoe is there for some reason. Okay, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> like happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, and probably the creepiest I've ever seen William Defoe look, which is really weird to say because he's already one. That takes some effort. Yeah, he's kind of a creepy yeah. dude. Yeah, like just the like super pointed goatee they put on him with his sunken eyes was just not a good combo. Um, so they get attacked in the middle of deciding of how they're going to kill Matt Damon, and. It turns out that there are monsters that are attacking the other side of the Great Wall of China. Of course, yeah. And there are these monster dog creatures, and apparently the story is that forever ago, some king was really greedy or something, and a meteor from the sky, and every 60 years, these monsters come out of the ground, and they feed the queen. So all these like little dog things go out, kill a whole bunch of stuff, including each other, and then bring it back to the queen. And the queen is surrounded by much larger creatures that basically protect her from projectiles, and she has the ability to, like, vibrate her horns, and they all listen to what she says, so it's a very hive mind kind of deal. Okay. And the the only good thing, or not the only good thing, but one of the good things in the movie is the costuming is actually really, really, really beautiful, and the coloring of the film is really good. It's for some reason everything that's real is really aesthetically pleasing and everything that's fake is really 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 terrible. And most of it's fake. Um definitely a movie where no computers were hurt in the filming of this movie. And um so Matt Damon they bring him up on the wall while the monsters attack. They wind up getting loose. They wind up killing a whole bunch of monsters and they're like, "Oh, join forces with us or whatever." And Oberon's like, hey, me and William Defoe have been talking, and we think that we can steal a whole bunch of black powder and get out of here. And uh, we should go when they're all, like, trying to fend these creatures off, because I can't think of a better distraction than the creatures that assault the country every 60 years. Um, Matt Damon falls in love with one of the Crane Warriors, which is where the movie starts ripping off Attack on Titan of amazingly. Of course, yeah. Um, and the plot is, is because... They don't say this out loud, but it's very, very clear that... So what they do is they have these warriors that they basically put a harness on them that's like a ring around their waist, and then they drop them on strings and they stab monsters at the bottom of the wall because it turns out actually taking projectiles to the bottom of the wall is not easy. And men are heavier, so it's the all-female brigade. Yeah, um, gotta get some women in this movie somehow. Yeah, we gotta get, you know... That we need to get a love interest for Matt Damon in this movie as fast as we can. So that's where she comes from, and she's also a higher up. I don't know it. She's she's the main female lead. She she'll do lots of cool stuff, lots of good fighting and action and stabbing of stuff, and be on in most scenes and not an extra. Um, 
the main problem in the movie is the idea that if the creatures break through the Great Wall, they will get to, um, I don't remember which city, because there are many cities in China, and I don't want to be ignorant and say the wrong one, um, but whichever one, it's the capital at the time, or the capital in general, and uh, if it the creatures ever get to there, they will completely biomass, and they'll just attack the entire world because they'll have enough food to just reproduce like crazy. And spoiler, they get through the wall at some point and Matt Damon and no. crew need to save the day. I, and I, Because this movie just sounds fantastic and I There's think- a lot of scenes, I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of scenes of them just siege bombarding monster creatures on the other side of the Great Wall of China. Okay. And it's fantastic. That sounds like a movie that was made. Um, Yeah. And my brother hated the movie the entire time. I laughed my ass off the entire time. Until there's one scene where they're using hot air balloons. Yeah, this movie is all over the place. Yeah, you know hot air balloons. Yeah. Well, they were like, oh, very clearly you could see that the movie's idea was, hey, we got paper lanterns. What if we just make them big? And very clearly, they had not figured out this technology very well, because, like, half the people trying to take off set themselves on fire. Of course. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's great. Of course. And then, like, while they're up on that, Matt Damon's saving the lead female role, and they need to throw a grenade, so he, like, calls up, like, somebody toss a grenade. Oh, yeah, you know those ancient Chinese grenades? Oh, yeah. So... The guy lights the grenade, throws it to one person, who throws it to Matt Damon, who throws it to the female lead, who finally throws the grenade. And my brother watches like, what the fuck? Why did you just toss the goddamn thing? You don't need to hit the cutoff guy. Like, this isn't baseball. There's no shortstop. Like, what the fuck is this? Well, it's like in video games where you toss it. it you toss the ball back to oh, yeah, build they, up points. Oh, it's a multiplier. They were jamming triangle to return grenade. Yeah. So... Yeah, if crazy CGI fights between Matt Damon and a whole bunch of monsters on the other side of the Great Wall of China sounds interesting to you, I highly recommend it. Um, My brother's wife said that the actual translation of the Chinese wasn't terrible, and the um, I didn't know them, but a lot of the uh, actors and actresses are famous, like... um, she said a lot of them were like musicians turned actors and actresses later in their lives. Okay. Um, but mm. they're they're not people that I personally recognize. Um, so that was pretty fantastic. Um, I'm going to probably move through a little more of my week a little bit faster, or else we'll spend all of it talking about that. Um, I met up with a friend and I tried to go bowling, and we tried to go on two dollar draft night. Guess what's a gong show on $2 draft night? <laughs> we got there and like, it's a one hour wait. I'm like, ah, fuck that. We're not doing this. <laughs> um, So you and, mean there's a line, yeah, and it's not moving. No. <laughs> yeah. Then, so this one's funny. So I was going to play hockey on Sunday. And yes, I, I, I will keep it short because Jeff's hockey stories go long. But, uh. So they, I get a text, they're like, hey man, can you play goalie tonight? I'm like, hell yeah, I can. And then I get a text like a half hour later, like, hey man, sorry, I fucked up. We actually have two goalies. If you want, you can skate out. 
And I haven't skated out in eight goddamn years. I have not played like forward or defense. I'm like, you know what? I'm in shape. I can do this. Holy crap. Nope. I being in goalie shape and being in skater shape are just not the same monster. Because goalies don't sprint and then stop and then go back to sprinting. <laughs> we don't do that shit. So <laughs> I because I taught skating as a kid, I was one of the fastest guys on the ice, but only for but short bursts. Fucking winded at the end, just like sucking air. Oh yeah. And so mm -hmm. After a while, I was very it was very distinct to me that I was going to throw up. I'm like, all right, this is not fun. But I know these guys and they're all gonna give me shit for forever if I don't if I don't come back. So I'm just gonna go do my thing, throw up in the locker room, I'll come back, I'll have a second wind, it'll be great. So I go to the locker room and proceed to dry heave for five minutes. Oh I'm like, well, this is awesome. So I go back, and they're like, so, did you puke? I'm like, nah, man, just a lot of noise. He goes, oh, what, you just had to burp? I'm like, nah, I got a fart. And I thought that was funny. So <laughs> I did that, yeah. and then, like, I was able to keep skating. I don't know how. And, of course, this is all, like, you know, after three days of loading up on turkey and Chinese food. So I've probably, you know, put on, like, five pounds trying to skate it off. Like an idiot. And uh, fortunately, I have really good friends in hockey because I came off after one of my shifts and I'm just like staring at my feet like, oh, I feel like crap. And my friends just start making puking noise, just going like Ugh, Ugh, at me. I'm like, oh, you fuck you guys. But once I puke this up and get my second wind, I'm going to fucking out. I'm going to skate goddamn rings out all, around all of you. Then I'll throw up that second wind. Oh, yeah. Um, this is what you get for thinking you were in shape, Jeff. Yep. So I need to get back into running because I've just been playing goalie. I haven't been running anymore, so I'm gonna need to do sure. that. Um. Then the other, yeah, it's been two weeks. I have a lot to fucking say. Um, yeah. So most of it's family stuff though too. Like, yeah. We didn't have a podcast last week because we all were some version of busy. Yeah. With um, stuff that's not really public. Yeah. So yesterday was my birthday, which went off with a complete whimper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. uh, I don't think a single person on Facebook wished me happy birthday. I was like, you know what? I'm really happy about this in a weird way. <laughs> I make a point of not doing that. So, yep. so but yep, 28. Going to die soon. Charlie will be happy. Um, But the other thing is I am I, now I, on... Yep. Your, your impending death does make me happy, but what, what makes 28 complicated? Um, nothing particular about it. Fair I guess enough. It's just uh, another another domino falls that, on the on the collection of total dominoes dominoes that is my just making sure I didn't miss an appointment or something. Oh yeah, no, this yeah I got <laughs> some bad news recently. No, um, the ginger is in the park. I repeat, the ginger is in the park. <laughs> Take him. <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, the other thing, which I think will make Charlie happy to hear about, is I am now halfway through the season, or I was watching before we started this, I am now halfway through the season finale of Stranger Things. Oh. Um, the power level on those dog things is driving me crazy. Yeah. Between, like... Pretty inconsistent. Yeah. They can break through bulletproof glass. And not fire doors, but sometimes they can. Yeah. But not houses, but sometimes, sometimes why not? Sometimes they can. Like, ugh. 
And they seem to, and then like, I guess spoilers, if you like Stranger Things, tune out. It's been almost a month. Yeah. Fuck it. If, if you're used to Jeff's ramblings, here you go. Um, I'm at, I was recently at the point where like, they had Will tied up in the shed and they're like, okay, we're basically going to waterboard this kid to get information out of him. And he realizes where he is and the hive mind sends like two monsters to go kill them all. And like, you have an entire army. They sent like two and everyone's just fine. Fuck you show. Um, yeah, I did enjoy noticing, um, in the scene where Eleven is moving the train, which is just like, oh my god, stop ripping off Star Wars. But um, that scene, if you look at the girl number eight, she's in high heels and she's shorter than Eleven is. So that girl has got to be like three foot two. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Eleven got tall from last season too. I mean, I've seen a lot of their, like, acceptance award pictures. Like, she's shorter than a lot of the other cast, like, including Fair. the boys. Like, I don't know. And they have her in, like, some real big heels, too. Like, they're big punk shoes. Um, yeah. But, yeah. And the uh, scene, or there were a couple of scenes that drove me nuts, like, where I was just able to call them like verbatim what was going to occur. Like the uh, scene where Samwise Gamgee's in the closet. I literally turn my room like, okay, the thing's going to walk away and then it's going to come back and kill him. And then the scene where Eleven sh- like gets reunited with the family and they're all poised against like looking out the window for uh, as they're being surrounded by demo dogs. I was just like, so Eleven's going to show up, kill all of them, and fling one in through the window. And on cue, a dog comes flying through the fucking window. There's like, oh, fuck you, show. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm still waiting for Jim Hopper's true plot armor, though I had, or he did obviously survive being goddamn, like, base fucked by Tentacle Beast number seven. Yeah, that's that, that, that second form plot armor is pretty goddamn powerful. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And the amount, or, and I also had a moment of when the show was like, by the way, guys, I don't know if you realize, but if we kill this thing, it could kill Will. And I'm like, when are, have you been watching the same, the same fucking show? How are you only figuring that out now? I, so I watched that from a different angle of kill Will. We oh, have yeah. to save him. Kill him. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> the answer is simple. We kill William. Like, yeah, I I was on board with that too. When the doctor's like, we need to put an end to this buyer's kid. Clearly, he's the problem and a spy, and yeah, just I, not good. Like, yeah, we should probably kill him. And the amount of just keep him perpetually sedated, like either or. Yeah. Oh, and the amount of people in this show that are able to just do the job of an anesthesiologist yeah. on the fly. Yeah. Just. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they just like, hey, I think I saw someone give Will like 30 cc's of who the fuck knows. Yeah, this should totally work. I'm like, this kid is going to be like, that, that's how you kill people. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. sorry, Mrs. Byers, we euthanized your child by accident. Like, which is what we should have done when he came back from the parallel dimension. Yep. And the like amount that that doctor cares 
is so fluctuated between like, no, 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 demons and whatnot are, are monsters aren't real, and I want you to just go home and remember that fact. Fuck you, dude. This is this universe. You're aware of the monsters and his level of like, you can't kill that kid. That is the first time you've showed any amount of caring to anyone ever. Like, at all. I didn't mind that because it was kind of a like, oh, he's he's like, no, he's looking out for the company's best interests and then he stopped. And I'm like, this is less believable now. Well, that's the thing is when he starts flipping back and forth was where I start losing him real hard. Yeah. And then, like, the scene where... um. Billy, the, like, Maxine's brother, gets yeah. beaten up by his father. And I'm like, I'm watching this scene, I'm like, I need you to both care a lot more and a lot less simultaneously. Yeah, Your child lost another human being, and you're upset because... You're more upset because you told him not to lose his sister, unless that you're missing a child. And, like, basically, like, this is about respect. No, you have a missing child. Like, you should be calling the police. Like, what are your priorities, dude? Yep. Like, that scene made no sense. That character makes no sense. Yeah. I I mean, he came into the plot for all of six seconds. I'm like, okay, yeah, uh, I, I'll be happy when you leave. Just get yeah. off camera and don't come back. And then the, um... What was it? The guy who, uh, I'm like still upset about, um, the, you know, the detective who was looking into the disappearance of Barb. Yeah. That guy's ability to discover a metaphor on the spot. Uh, and the concept of watering down a story by watering down vodka with seltzer water. Oh, that's the best scene in oh, that entire season. That was horrible. It's garbage. That is so oh, yeah, bad. That, I love that character. He's that like, is, you're yeah. telling me apart, Lisa. It's yeah. It's that level bad. He is what that franchise deserves. Ugh. That that franchise deserves to be taken out to pasture. I'm like, <laughs> that guy is fucking Ugh. great because that that guy is fantastic because he is terrible. Ugh. In Gonna get these teenagers drunk so they can bone in my basement. Because I'm a responsible adult. I hate Nothing that relationship. I hate that relationship between, um, what's his name? Not Will. Um, doesn't matter. Yeah. Him and Nancy, like, you know, we got this weird, awkward thing for me. He doesn't talk to you, and he took pictures of you having sex with another dude. He should be dead to you. There's no logical version of this world where you go back to him. The guy took photos of you naked. That is not a forgivable action. And they yeah. just like sweep that under the rug. Yeah, no, that was so last season. It's fine. Yeah, that's totally fine. Oh, she totally falls for him. Why? I don't know. He's all just like standoffish and just doesn't talk to her and doesn't go to the anything she asked him to. Oh, yeah. These are likable traits that totally will make people want to have you in their life and just get you invited to things. Oh, wait. No. Like, ugh. Yep, so there... I keep going into this going, man, I don't think I have as much to say about Stranger Things anymore. Season two is just really <laughs> different, and then I just the venom just starts pouring out. Yeah. What's the difference, Alex? Because it's poison versus venom, one you have to drink. Uh, poison is ingested. Okay, yeah, venom. <laughs> 
Yeah, so. so I don't know what show you're watching, dude, but Stranger Things has been awesome this season. I've had a great time watching it. Everything makes sense. So I don't know what kind of weird knockoff you're watching, dude, but I've had a great time. Everything watching makes sense. I don't things. know how your brain is wired where those synapses can come together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I don't moron. want that to come off as an insult. You know, I love you, Alex. <laughs> well, stay tuned next year for Stranger Things with Jeff. Ep- uh, season three. Yeah. Strangest things. Yep. I say redeeming things about the show. I did like the interaction between Jim Hopper and Eleven when they first reunite and he's got the Yeah. What the hell happened to you? You're all goth out. Yep. And he's like Oh yeah. In the just way. So uh, I guess that's how you look now. Mm-hmm. Alright. Yes. <laughs> Him having that reaction to that scenario I was pretty okay with. Um. Yeah, and that's the end of things I'm okay with. Fuck that show. Smoke Monster's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just go read Shadows over Innistrad instead. Yep, that's better. It, remember what I said? Like, it's like, man, you're doing the lazy version of H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, it's the lazy version of so much stuff. Yeah. I thought I'd be but... happy seeing more of the Lucy side of Eleven. But it was so short lived, and I could tell mm-hmm. from the minute they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna go on a kill, we're gonna go kill some people." I'm like, "The guy's kids, or his wife, or something's gonna be there, and Eleven's not going to do it because it's not in her character design for them to like have a character, name it, get the audience attached to it, even minusculely, and then murder it. She's only allowed to kill faceless amounts of bad guys in the background. It's, that's that's just then the, the comic book rules or some shit." And lo and behold, his kids were there, and Levin's like, no, thou shalt not kill. And Eight's power level is really inconsistent with, I can skullfuck people into thinking shit. But sometimes Illusion just kind of falls apart real bad. Yeah. Because I don't know. But. Yeah. Yep. Oh, sorry, I need, I need to say this in Alex's words. Fun and original content. Yeah. It's the meme runner of TV shows. Yep. Mm-mm-mm. Ah, we'll yeah, that, that. that brings you up to speed with me. <laughs> That's good, good good to be here, I suppose. Um, <laughs> Glad to be back, guys. Be... I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> that all being said, though, I suppose it's time for news. I'm sick. I can't do it. This is how it sounds. You see how it sounds horrible? I, I kind of dig the horrible version. Like it's like some out of tune organ grinder thing. Like, I don't know. Pretty fantastic. We might have to dub that over from now on. Out of tune calliope music, just like. Inconsistent cranking motion. Uh, so yeah, there's lots of news. Um, much more to start on this one, except uh, I might as well start with this. Uh, so, loot boxes, kind of. So, uh, variety. Uh, last we had a podcast, we talked in depth about the whole Battlefront uh, debacle surrounding EA right now, and a variety of countries in the uh, European part of the world have come out and been like, "Yeah, maybe we're not so okay with this," and. A politician in Hawaii has come out and also called it predatory and made some bad Star Wars jokes. And 
whether you choose to believe this is your protests have been heard or people looking opportunistically or something like if EA stock is down, people are taking notice of this kind of, uh, I'm going to jump in and say, I'm glad to hear that this many large are normally, I'm not one that's like, I want more large governing bodies sticking their dick and shit. But, uh, this yeah. one is something that a uh, large governing body needs to stick its dick in. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm glad to hear that people are taking notice that like, you know, even if legislation and stuff doesn't get put in place, at least people are aware of it and they know like that this is out there and like, you know, Hey, do you not want your child to become a gambling addict? Don't get them into loot boxes at an early yeah. age. Like the, the fact that it's at least reaching widespread that people are learning about, I think is super important and I'm glad that that's happening. Well, I think the more important thing to come out of it actually has been a lot of articles have been written about a, from a couple different news outlets that are kind of taking a look at some of the microtransaction and addiction stuff. Like, and like, don't get me wrong, Battlefront had some pretty bad microtransaction stuff going on. It's nothing compared to most mobile games. So, it's as a result, I think more people are spending time talking about what exactly is and is not okay with microtransactions because. Admittedly, I have no issue with microtransactions at the end of the day. Like, if it's a cool gun or a cool skin, I'm playing a lot of the game, I'll probably buy it, possibly. It's when it becomes kind of sinister that I draw the line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I played Destiny for three years. Like, that game had its problems that maybe some microtransactions could have fixed every once in a while. But, yeah, I... Yeah. It's nice to see people taking, as Jeff said, it's nice to see people taking note of that. Hmm. But, so I guess, speaking of Battlefront 2, uh, remember when me and Alex joked about how like you could rubber band your controller to uh, grind that game? Yep. It's been a real problem, ranging from people building strange-ass robot things to click random controller buttons to ye old rubber band trick, <clears throat> and... I think the funniest video I saw was someone managed to spawn into a game where they were the only non-camper. Non-bot, you mean? No, no, these weren't bots. These were people that just had their controller like locked down in some way. He was the only active player. Oh wow! It, yeah, I, that's hilarious. Yeah, I I always love when that type of shit happens. Where it's like, okay, so no one's playing the game. How the fuck did I come in second still? Yeah. No, uh, did you speaking of the funky robots? There's a guy who took a uh, one of the Lego bots and he programmed it to ba play Battlefront Two so yeah. he could idle it. Yep. And I thought that was fucking yeah, hilarious. That's, that's 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 stuff I'm talking about. Yeah, that's that shit's great, and it's mainly because of the fact that you can grind out credits. Yeah, it's 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 purely time based, nothing to do with skill. Yep. yep. We TF two now, boys. Yeah. At least that one had, boys. Yeah, at least that one had a couple more rules for it, but hmm. yeah. yeah, no, you can literally have a Lego bot play for you. So good job, EA, crushing it, boys. I'll be more impressed when someone gets Rob the robot, the old Nintendo thing, to do it. Technically, he oh. kind of was back in Rob the Robot days. Yeah, not Battlefront, but he was technically playing those games for you. He was technically yeah. playing them for you, and technically he can just drop one of those gyro things on top of yeah. any controller. 
<laughs> so maybe Rob the Robot was just way ahead of his time. He's the hero we need. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, I guess speaking of people losing their goddamn minds over microtransaction stuff, uh, Star Citizen, as part of their kind of anniversary sale, has begun selling land plots in the game. Uh, for those uh, for those who haven't caught the latest on the Star Citizen stuff the way I have, uh, it's a game about traveling through space, claiming land, and mining the shit out of stuff, and part of claiming land is you buy a land plot. Um, it comes with a fancy baton beacon thing you put in the ground and say, this is mine now, and it will cost, you can buy these in-game eventually, but for now they can only be purchased via microtransaction through the game, and people are losing their goddamn minds on this one because so and this is actually an example of me not having any issue with microtransactions one you cannot do this in the game currently two any and all of this progress will reset the moment that game goes actually live so claim all the pre-release land you want it won't matter three it doesn't stop anyone from doing anything on your land <laughs> You just get I to can name show up. it. Not even that. Like, all it, all, it only means that, like, if someone's on your land against your permission, and like there happens to be a patrol going through at the time, they might stop. They might start some shit automatically for you. But if you're like at the outer reaches of secure space, no one will give a fuck. Meaning, like, if I'm in a mining ship, I can just roll up on someone else's land, mine that shit, and fly away. And if nothing detects me. Does it matter? Hmm? And it, it, I only bring this one up. I, most people don't call Fall Star Citizen the way I do at this point. I've kind of done a full 180 on that franchise, but mostly it's like if you're looking for a game that is chosen, like not all their microtransactions are great. I think one of the best memes to come out of this was a Joker one where it's like sell a multi man orbital gunship for $650. No one bats an eye. Sell fake-ass digital land claims that don't do anything except, hey, I own this patch of land. Everyone loses their goddamn minds. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, like, As part of the presentation for this, they got out there and said, like, okay, yeah, so if every single play, active player of the game right now bought a land claim or bought the maximum number of land claims, which I think is 10 right now, you still they, there still aren't enough people to claim all of one of the visible visible planets. <laughs> and they're out there saying things like, yes, yeah, some planets will be better and some planets will be worse. Like you'll you'll want to care about resources and shit. But even with our fairly large kind of pre-alpha funder base group we have right now, literally if all of you bought the maximum number of things, you couldn't claim one of the things you can land on land on completely. And we're estimating there's literally a billion planets in this game. Mm-hmm. Because we use No Man's Sky technology to make a shit ton of planets. And I'm like, I, this is a fine version of microtransactions. It's in a, like the selling ship thing, which even I've bought into once or twice. That's a little scummy, but at the same time, it's funding a game at least. Like, it's not just profit lining, which is what the Battlefront one says. If you're ever looking for an example of like, microtransactions that seem scummy but are actually totally fine this is a perfect example Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because literally it's hey we're selling this shit 
so we can put more money into the game at this point and because you people will buy it. Like, I have not bought a land grab. Why? I have no interest in ever owning land in Star Citizen. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's made the round of the news stuff and the reporting on it's been kind of dumb and the Reddit for it and the various communities are up in arms about it. And it's great because half of us are sitting there going, okay, you know none of this matters, right? Mm-hmm. It's pay to win. Not really. It's pay to speed the process up a little bit, I guess. <laughs> like, especially because having a land claim entitles you to nothing except land. You still have to find a use for it. Mm-hmm. But it's also left to a great set of uses of no flag, no country from um, Eddie Izzard. Every time that gets a real use in the world, I'm always happy. But, yeah. Moving on from that to the other kind of weird dumpster fire right now. Let's talk about Destiny 2 for a second. Um, Woody woo! Yep, uh, with uh, Curse of Osiris or Wrath of Osiris, whatever Osiris on the mm -hmm. horizon. Um Destiny 2 is getting a free trial. It's mm. also found itself waist-deep in some pretty shitty controversy as of late. So that game's version of microtransactions are this thing called a Bright Engram, which you can earn in-game, where after you hit max level every time you level up, you earn a Bright Engram, and it translates into cosmetic shit. Turns out Bungie was throttling and kind of maybe lying to you a little bit about what you were actually, how much XP you were actually getting. And a variety of people did some tests and looked at some things and compared graphs and were smart enough to notice some stuff where, yeah, it, it turns out they totally were throttling your progression in that category as someone who thinks most of the Bright Engram stuff is stupid. This sucks, but also, eh. Mm -hmm. They have since gone back and completely reversed this process. They had Hell, they even canceled the live stream that was supposed to kind of demo the expansion to do kind of a goodwill, a goodwill live stream where they showed off some new stuff they're doing, like with some gun mods coming. It's really weird because they're adding stuff that maybe a cynical person would say this should have been like added to the game within the first month. But yeah, I. So. <clears throat> The XP boost thing is kind of an interesting thing uh, because it's obviously tied to the Bright Ingram thing. Yeah. So so people found out because they did that clan, uh, the carrion call, clarion call, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, that's what kind of helped pin That's what helped bring it to light because you were finally getting um, numbers that were big enough that you could see them. Mm-hmm. Now, the funny thing, apparently, I don't know if you know this part, um, but it looks like they changed it so it's not going to throttle but now it requires double the XP to get a Bright Ingram. Yeah, I don't care about that. Like, it's... Here's the thing. When you hit max level in that game, there's not a lot to do right now. Yeah, pretty much. And literally, like, that game is a grind game. I'm okay, like, it... I'm okay with rewards for grinding being a little more spaced out, so long as the grind is consistent. What my, the issue I had and what most other people had was the fact that, like, literally you'd be doing the same thing, you'd be doing two, two different activities, or you'd, like... Yeah, apparently, the, the biggest one it affected actually was public events, where, like, it would report the same amount of XP, but the bar would go up incrementally less, so, like, I'll throw a random number. Say you earn 10 XP per public event. 
you only get 10 XP for the first event. The five you do after that count for incrementally less. That's yeah. the part I care about. Like I, I, like I said, I don't care about Bright Engrams because I don't think there's anything all that cool in them. But at the same time, it's like, no, no, let my progression be consistent. I, like, make the cliff higher, make it worth it. But at the same time, I stopped playing Destiny 2 because it wasn't worth my time. I'll come back for the expansion. I need to start grinding up a Destiny 2 character on PC at some point. But again, like, it's... I, the fact they extended the amount of XP required doesn't matter, I think, because that wasn't the problem. It was the fact that you'd be doing things like it's... You will get engrams faster now, even though they've increased the amount, because you'll be consistently getting that XP. Mm. But yeah, I, I've been kind of waiting for some of this to happen. Destiny Two for a little while now. Like it's there's been so much weirdness about that game. Like not active weirdness, but like man, did you guys like not finish this one too? Vibes going on. That I was just kind of waiting for this mm. shit to go down. Moving on from that to PUBG. Ooh. Uh, China's getting some special treatment of PUBG. Uh, is partnered with Ten. Uh, the Blue Hole is partnered with Tencent to help bring a more um, socialist agenda friendly version of it to China. I. Oh. I. Uh-huh. I, I don't know what even what that means. What? So it contains no Metallica. What? Apparently, there's some part of the game that the government censors object to. I I don't have a good answer on this one. Uh, the quote is, it deviates from the socialist core values, traditional Chinese culture, and moral norms. Um, is it the Murder Island game? Yeah, it's the socialist angle. I'm like, what the shit does that mean? <laughs> Um, I have absolutely no idea what the fuck they're going with that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think it's a fun sentence to say of the socialist ideals or the, the non-socialist ideals of PUBG. Uh, I mean, it's a game without an economy or a government. Yeah. Or a plot. Yeah. Yeah, I. There's no Wait, social what? message beyond in that game except kill or be killed. Maybe that's the objectionable part, but... I mean, like, socialism, I don't think, protects you from that in any way. Yeah. Like, the world's still spin. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing on that one. That's just... That's just weird, I guess. Yeah. Moving on to more PUBG news. Um, it's coming to mobile, at least in China. Don't know what that means, but again, nothing about PUBG at this point totally makes sense. So, yeah. Again, this is happening with the efforts of Tencent, who have been kind of trying to buy out Bluehole and PUBG for a little while now. I. They are the kings of the Chinese game market, so yeah. Alrighty then. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on from that to some more bad news, unfortunately. Um, did you ever play Marvel Heroes? Nine. 
I did very briefly. Well, so it's um, it's developers, uh, Gazillion Entertainment have shut down, laid off the majority of their staff on Thanksgiving. The game is down. I, it was all it was all kinds of clusterfucky, but yeah, it's not clear exactly what happened. But the game shut down about a month early, which is nuts, and the company laid everyone off. Wow. Well, I heard they were shutting down, but they shut down a month early? Yeah. Ooh. And on top of that, like, this game just came out on the consoles like a month or so ago. So a lot of people are trying to get refunds. Uh, Microsoft has been out there being okay with that stuff. Sony less so. It's really bizarre behavior just across the board. Hmm. You didn't ever play a game that did this? Like, they kept selling stuff right up till the end? Like, they, they stopped the sale of things, but, like, why even fucking bother releasing on a console if you're gonna shut down a month or two later? I'm not sure. That's, uh... Maybe they're just like, well, let's see how much money we can get before it's all over, kind of thing. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um... Uh, I guess the last piece of our news before we bid Jeff a fond farewell, because we're going to talk a shit ton about WoW, I guess. Uh, this one's kind of a bittersweet one for me. Uh, Demon Souls, not Dark Souls, not Dark Souls 2, not Dark Souls 3, not Bloodborne, not Kingsfield. Demon Souls, the kind of originator of the Dark Souls of video games formula, if you will, also the first game in the Dark Souls franchise. For those keeping tracks, multiplayer is shutting down after nine years. It'll shut down early in 2018. The game will continue to function, but invasion will be a thing of the past, sadly. I kind of wish that some of these developers would basically just like, hey, we're shutting down all the servers. Like, here's the SDK or whatever it is you need to run it, and if someone else wants to deal with it, it's your problem. Yeah, the one issue with that is that this is a um, PS3 game. It's a little more complicated. Yeah, It's been done, don't get me wrong. And like, don't. Also, on top of that, like, the community behind this game would be into their own servers. Like, can you imagine if, like, say tomorrow, I don't know, imagining I was into the multiplayer of, say, da, 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 what's a good example? Um, fucking doesn't matter. Um, why it's causing me to blank? Say four. One of the fours a game. Whatever example sure. doesn't matter. Four is a four, and. They shut down the PS4 uh, one, and then... Of course, it's only on Microsoft, so uh, go on. Yeah, or they shut it down. So basically, I, they say, hey, we'll release the SDK, and I go, okay, I'll put together a server, and then I could just start do- running it like a mock community and be like, hey, for five bucks, I'll let you on to my Forza server, and it just becomes community run, and then, hey, you know, I'm not a big gaming company, but if five bucks a month, I can keep the inter- keep the lights on, as it were, you know? Yeah, I, I'm, I've always been curious about that. I've also been curious, like, what the tipping point was. Like, I, I, I love the idea there's a server out there marked, like, Demon Souls multiplayer or something, and it's got a sticky note on it or some dumb shit like that. But, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, it's the, could we save this game somehow through a little monetary transaction? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, I think the future Dark Soul games that came out for PC will fail a little bit better, 
because the PC community is a little bit better about keeping that stuff going even after a game has kind of gone belly up because server technology exists a little more friendlier to yeah. that platform. You can run a PS3, server for so a PC game from a PC. I don't yeah. think you can run a server from a PS4 for PS4 players. Yeah, but imagine if you could. Yeah, I mean, that would just be peer-to-peer hosting. Yeah, that's what the multiplayer already kind of is. Yeah, depends on the game. But I mean, that's I think that's what Demon Souls' and Dark Souls' multiplayer is. Because if it's peer-to-peer, then don't you not need a server? Just whoever has the fastest connection host? Um, I don't know in that case. I know Glitch Foo is a bit of a thing in that game. Say, Alex, explain it. What am I explaining now? How peer-to-peer uh, game hosting works. You're our expert. Uh, well, that's kind of old. I mean, they don't necessarily use so much peer-to-peer. I mean, it depends. It kind of means that one person is actually the host, so to speak. At least that's my understanding for it. I know early on, like the old StarCraft used peer-to-peer connections for online events and stuff like that, but like, yeah, they don't use that so much now. I mean, unless they try to cover it up and say that like, you know, somebody's the host, mm-hmm. but there are drawbacks to that because the host is always going to have the best ping yep. ever. Yeah, very because, true. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what peer-to-peer is. It's just direct, no no middleman server, direct connection to another user. Uh, and then if it's multiple users, then obviously one person is the host. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of neat if there was a like, hey, we're no longer hosting servers. Where our last patch is it makes us peer-to-peer. It's your problem if you want to keep playing this damn game. That's a major upgrade at that point. Or so. It's rewired. For a game that came thing. out nine years ago, it's kind of a, eh. Yep. Well, I mean, it's a good... I mean, if the connection's good, yeah, but if it sucks... like No, I, I mean, more person... like that, that requires effort and a patch and stuff like that. Like, that's... You're changing something fundamental for a game that came out long enough ago at this point that's kind of a you're changing eh. the spaghetti you can't just switch yeah. over to penne after you've already cooked the spaghetti yeah <laughs> fair enough indeed but yep so farewell demon souls yeah pour one out for that one i i guess kind of in fun dark souls news like two or three years after that game came or not dark souls the um bloodborne i mean someone just found a secret enemy in that game that's right i heard about that yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that, uh, I forgot what game it was, but they found some sort of, like, hidden level, like, a couple years later in a game. Yeah. I forget what it's called, but they made a thing about it. I'll have to look it up at some point. Yeah. Does, the, does that special enemy drop anything special? I No, it's just it was featured in the uh, <clears throat> demos for it and the trailers for it, and it was lacking in the game, and typically that company doesn't... Or, FromSoft doesn't typically show stuff they're not going to put in there. So it's like, oh shit, it actually is here. Huh. Yeah. Nah, so that's going to do it for our news this week. I know you threw some WoW stuff on the list, Alex, and we'll get to that in a second. I threw on a Uh, thing. Oh, you threw on a thing? Yeah. What'd you throw on the list? It's probably there for a while. So... A long time ago, I discovered a little band called the Dreadnoughts. And then Wikipedia... They sing shanties. They do. And then the internet informed me that they had disbanded in, like, 2014, and my chances of seeing them live didn't exist. 
And then they released an album this November, and you can see them in Canada. So, peace, bitches. I'm heading for the border. <laughs> but, yeah, I was happy. Their best album is still Polka is Not Dead, but the Dreadnoughts are back making music again. And I hope they do awesome, and I want to go see them live. Woot. Yep. I have taken to listening to them, too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Glad you like them. Yeah. All right, so uh, no emails this week, so if you want to email us, hit us up at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. We're going to let Jeff get out of here, because me and Alex are going to talk about WoW now, a.k.a. World of Warcraft, a.k.a. That thing I swore I was not going to get back into, or <laughs> maybe maybe I'll just talk a lot because Alex can't talk at all. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, we have one of those chances where we don't have a main topic because nothing is fucking happening in video games this week because holidays. Hey. <laughs> well, do you want me to uh, tell how to get in contact with us? Yeah, I suppose you can do that before you go. So first of all, what you need to do is you need to start a company that your main demographic is people who have a lot of tools and need carrying containers for which to put them in. And then what you're going to do is you're going to create an extremely complicated one that looks like like a 1920s doctor's bag, and it's going to be super rugged and heavy-duty, and it is going to be called the Magical Murder Bag. And then you're going to write the letter that you want to be read on this podcast on the inseam or on the how-to-watch how to wash uh, instructions, and there is a 105% chance that Charlie will buy this for carrying around all of his tools for all the work he does. And then when he's starting to pack it for the first time full of pretty much just knives, like, I think he owns, like, one hammer and then 50 knives, and that's his toolbox. And then while he's filling it with those, he'll accidentally cut off the tag, it'll fall out, and then he'll pick it up, and then he'll read it on this podcast. Or more easily, you can reach us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email address, Alex? Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. I like the Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Well, as it sounds, down the show notes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, that one was eating me up inside. I was happy with that one. Yes, uh, it's, it's been a couple weeks. You didn't get a chance to do it. I understand. Yeah. yeah. We're known for our bits, as Alex would say. <laughs> yes. If he could talk. Oh, this is the greatest podcast ever. Literally, Alex is here, but he can't talk. We're turning it around, boys. Yeah. I can't. I'm just disabled from talking <laughs> longer than usual. This is awesome. I've never felt such joy in my life. No puns, because <laughs> they're too painful for him to say them. It's great. <laughs> he has to choose his words carefully. Oh no, don't worry. I can still bring the puns. Can you? Yes, I can. I don't tempt him, Charlie. I wonder if my noise I got, gate will just I think kill he can all do his it. audio. <laughs> I'm afraid of his power. Fair. That's right. <laughs> Fair. But I will get out of here and let you guys talk yep. about the uh, the craft of war and world. Yep. So, with that... Have an excellent night, guys, and uh, woohoo! Go Wicked Awesome Cast, official podcast All of right. uh, Something Wicked Studios. Till next week. Till next. Till week. next week. See you, Jeff. Bye bye. It sucks we're doing this this week. You can't talk, Alex. Um, but yeah, I so <laughs> I, I am back into playing World of Warcraft. I 
things I joked about a couple weeks ago, something I thought would never fucking happen. And I, so I, I've joined a new guild. I've kind of said, I've said my fond farewells. I have joined a guild of people just be like half the guild is people that have been playing for a while or like they picked up around Wrath of the Lich King. And the other oh. half is people like me that are like, what the shit are you talking about? Vanilla's going to suck. Do you even know what the fuck vanilla was? It's like it's it's me and this one guy who plays a priest being like, remember back when you wouldn't even heal a two-handed warrior? And he goes, yeah, I still won't because I don't know better yet. <laughs> and people are like, why wouldn't you heal a two-handed warrior? Because like, you don't. You heal the fucking hunter pet so you can run goddamn Shadowfang Keep. Because who needs DPS melee? Nah, it's uh, <laughs> it sucks. You can't talk that much this week. Cause this could be a lot of fun. Uh, it's so I have I have run my first kind of ca- actually a weird question for if we get going into this. Have you ever run a character from zero all the way to max level? I have. Yes. How many? Uh, not a lot. Okay. Remember, I, I so, have openly admitted to using bots to level up a good chunk of my characters okay. back in the day. Because occasionally you will say things that I kind of tilt my head sideways to, and I go, wait, has Alex never actually had to go through fucking this area of the game before? Oh, no, I have. My original rogue was leveled up completely by me. Fair. Yeah, it's... it's. There's some very cool additions to the game. The whole kind of quest finder guide thing is a glorious thing that ruins progression in that game because it's like... You need to fucking leave Tanaris. No, but I don't. You need to fucking leave. Go, go to that goddamn yep. basin. Go to that crater mm-hmm. already. What if I get in the crater? Do it. I'll give you a quest. You'd follow those fucker. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's one of the big things that's actually being addressed with the new uh, leveling system. It should be out next patch. Um, yeah. That. See the leveling. The areas are going to scale, so you'll be able to complete a zone and still get your full XP from it without having to leave early. Okay, so see, that's maybe the weird thing, because I've never done a, I When they initially announced it, I thought that sounded cool. As someone who just ran a level 20 up to level 60 in like three or four days because I have problems, I don't want that anymore, actually. Like, like Burning Crusade and on, fucking put that functionality in, that sounds great. There is something kind of nice, and it's it's one of the things I liked the most about Vanilla WoW, where the game, there is a progression through the zones in that game that I, I definitely get the appeal of maybe we should just have you, you know, level across the board, but, like, having to weave through that game and find new realm, new areas to go to, like, I don't want to live in a world where someone's like, yeah, I just chose to camp Barons till I got to level 60. Well, that's the thing, though. You can't just camp it. You can complete all the quests in the zone, and then once you're done, I mean, you could, if you wanted to, keep killing mobs, but that only goes, you know, it, at that point, it's not optimal. Yeah. So, no, and I, at I, least I, what it is, is everything scales. So, not only will... The quest experience scale with the level you are, but so will the mobs and the dungeons involved in the area. So it's all going to scale accordingly. Yeah, I, if you want to do the whole story for an area, 
you have the option without sacrificing XP. Yeah, and I guess like as someone who would take the time and go back and do the stories anyway, I A I'm remembering how like A I got re reminded how fucking terrible the majority of the stories in Vanilla WoW were for the zones, actually. Uh-huh. It's like uh, there's definitely a moment of like, why would you actually want to complete this? Like I did all of the crater and I was reminded, oh, the crater is actually some weird bullshit science lab. Right. Fuck you, crater and your stealth dinosaurs. Yep. Yeah. I, I, it's, I, I think there's something to be said maybe for like, I, it's weird because the, the idea of do you can complete the zones sounded cool on paper but now i'm I, i've done that's like one of the weirdest things so i'm like no you should leave this alone like you, you get the 60s so goddamn quickly and then you hit outland and then stuff gets real quick after that it's such an easy path to get there i guess i'm like no you should just leave this alone but what if we leave it alone leave it no i i, I guess i'll disagree with you on that one because i i hate the fact that you do like maybe five or six quests in there and it's like, oh well, now you gotta go somewhere completely, otherwise you're gimped. Okay, yeah, I wasn't so, have I wasn't having that, and maybe that's because like I was willing to play the. Okay, I'm like, okay, it says 55, and I'm 53 right now. Yeah, I'll just go struggle this one out. Like at least the the, the guided quest system they added into that game for when you should progress seemed to kind of start hinting that like, hey, maybe you should move on now. Don't go there, but it's the next level up. Yeah, go to the next one. Just skip that one. So I like it because that way it's, it kind of flows a little bit better. But I mean, I can see what you mean because it is quick, especially well, you don't have them yet. But there are heirloom items that you get that scale as you level. Yeah. So and they offer XP bonuses for wearing them. So I'm rocking that stuff right now. So for me, I do a few quests and all of a sudden you got to go somewhere else, otherwise you're gimping your leveling. Yeah, and I, and that may be the issue with heirloom items at that point. Like, and like, and maybe my argument at that point is like, no. Once you hit Burning Crusade, where like I know for a fact because I played part of Burn, I played the story of Burning Crusade before I tapped out, kind of thing. I played like, there's not that much story in Crusade. There, there's stuff, but you can do the majority of that zone pretty easily and the idea of you being able to kind of continue leveling to experience the dlcs which have better stories than the vanilla version of wow does and have kind of more interwoven stories like Mm. the story of wow doesn't start till burning crusade really everything prior to that is kind of hey you're some cool dude you're a little more powerful than the average guy i guess or something yeah and there's nothing wrong with that but like it's None of the expansions, except for like some of the stuff in Wrath and Wrath of the Lich King, which you may have missed on, really ever loop back and care about any of the story prior. So, I, I I don't know. Like it's it was. I remember hearing at one point they brought back that goddamn hunter dude from Stranglethorn Vale into Wrath of the Lich King. I'm like, hey, holy shit, he's back. Neat. Which guy? Uh the uh the dwarf hunter who's an asshole. Oh, yeah, no, he shows up in every expansion. He has his son's... It, yeah, he seems to be the only kind of through line of quests from Vanilla WoW in some ways. I'm sure I'm missing some, but, like, the story of the crater isn't pushed further in anything. It might come back in, like, Legion, but... 
because that's kind of about the Titans and shit. But yeah, I I don't know. Like, it, it, I think there's something to be said for going on that hero journey of like, no, you're the goal is to become powerful if you can go to Outland and like. I guess to play kind of armchair game developer for a second, I would leave the quote normal areas of WoW as they are, and then when you hit Outland, that's when the kind of level system kicks in because that's a story that matters. And unfortunately, like when me and you run the dungeon, it will prop for Outland or for um, Burning mm-hmm. Crusade. You'll probably jump on your Demon Hunter so we can just bust through it really quickly or something. There's no reason to pull together a full raid group for that thing because none of the gear matters and it just kind of it's for looks at this point and to finish off a story. Hmm. Well, I am working on having a character so I don't yeah. blow through it. With no, the- yeah, but I think it's one of those ones where it's like there's a couple dungeons I want to go back through and see. Like I I from a hey we did a video on the standpoint, it might be kind of fun to have my hunter run what was it, the three original raids from Vanilla WoW kind of thing? Because we could just bust through those in like a half hour, all of them. Because, like, they just don't matter anymore. They've been, they're, they're so beyond out-leveled. Like, you had, at Burning Crusade time, you had people soloing them. And now they're kind of like, yeah, they're a thing you should see because some of them were kind of cool. But they don't fucking matter. Mm. Nostalgia. <laughs> Yeah. So I guess follow another question for you that's going to kick us off into another one. Do you do any of the professions actively, or are you just doing the gathering professions? Um, I do enchanting and tailoring on my warlock. Okay. Is that... That seems to be pretty normal for most people, because the guild I joined was like, fucking blown away i was doing engineering like wait you're actually doing engineering yeah no one does the building professions anymore no a lot of people still do because you can craft legendaries in legion with there so and those legendaries get upgraded so um especially right now with a new patch the item level for legendaries cap is 1000 so um yeah you can craft legendaries and whatnot so that's still viable it's just, I mean, it's up to you. Sure. But engineering is one of those weird ones that I haven't seen a lot of people do at all anymore. Unless you're making mounts, that's pretty much it. No, that's fair. Yeah, it's I would, like the auction house is hot garbage right now. Cause it's, it's A, over a, a the economy for that game is all kinds of messy. I, someone said they were going to send me 8 gold, and when 8K gold showed up, I was like, hey, you sent me too much. He goes, no, I said you're just going to send you 8. I'm like... I thought you meant eight gold so I could buy a bag. Oh, you said you ate K? Yeah, apparently gold drops like rain. Yeah, well, I mean, I told you I hit a million gold not too long ago. Yeah. So, and I know people who've reached the cap on gold and whatnot, so they've made multiple characters because they gold cap on multiple characters. So... But that's also kind of watching the market and, and picking auctions and then selling them for a higher price. Yeah, yeah. I I guess kind of back when back in Vanilla WoW, the auction was partially that, but it was also the place you went to to get regions you couldn't get for your profession. And now the assumption is everyone has so much goddamn gold, the economy is just fucked. Yeah, 
Well, that's how I made my gold. I sell nothing but crafting uh, crafting materials. I get the impression most people do that, and the issue is, like, it's, I'm selling stacks of linen cloth for, like, 20 gold, which is insane. Yep. That's not right. Well, it's also that nobody goes back to farm that stuff anyway. Yeah. So, there's a demand for it. Maybe that's what I'm running into. Yeah. And also, because a lot of the old gear you can craft with all that stuff is you can use for transmog, and some people like to find the old transmogs and sell them. So, like, there's this, like, skimpy leather chest piece that I got that sold for about a couple thousand gold, and it's a craftable one. And it's because of the transmog look. So that's another kind of big market that really threw things in an interesting place because of that whole transmog thing. So, yeah. No, I didn't think of the transmogging part of it. That makes some of that make more sense. It still makes the pricing just dumb. Oh, yeah. No, they, they throw gold at you now. Yeah. Can you upgrade the size of your default backpack ever? Um, No, that does not. But they did say in the new expansion, if you have an authenticator, your default backpack will increase. What's an authenticator? It's basically like... To kind of prove it to your account when you log in, it'll okay. say, hey, this is me. It's free. It's just a way to prevent your account from being hacked. Gotcha. It's just multi, multi-factor authentication. I use it already anyway, so yeah, I mean, it's going to work out. I, I was surprised I had bags that were now bigger than my backpack, and I'm like, that doesn't seem right. Oh, yeah, no, I think the top bag right now is 32 slots. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's why I use tailoring, because I make bags as well, so... I make money off of that. Yep. Get them bags. Always that, that was always how you made money though. Yeah. Well that and also um what is it? Uh Alchemy has always been one of those that yeah. always makes money as well. This is true. Yeah. Mm. It's really weird being back. It's really weird just leveling as fast as I did too. Like it the fact that I wasn't just beating down mobs for an hour or two just to get up a level. like The fact that I was capable of getting multiple levels in a day, I'm like, what the shit is this? Mm-hmm. I leveled twice in an hour. Yeah, I'm above level 10. What the hell? <laughs> this is not normal. Oh, can you, yeah, ex- well- can you explain the new mount system to me? Like, are mounts faction, another faction dependent, are they rep dependent? Like, I have a mount on my troll. If, does that mean my death knight now has access to the same mounts? Because they're in my collection? Yes. If you got a mount on any character, unless they're faction specific, like the horde specific PvP mounts or the alliance okay. specific ones, you can equip them on any character. Regardless of rep? Yes. Huh. There there are some restrictions. For example, there is a magic carpet you can craft with tailoring that is exclusive to only tailors. Okay. So they can they're the only ones who can use that. Yeah, kind think, of thing. I think I have a flying mount available for my engineering stuff that matches the same set of rules. Yeah. So um yeah, but no, other than that, everyone has uh you have access to all the mounts. Okay. On all your characters, on all the servers. It's tied to your account now, not your character. 
Okay, so can you explain to me what's account-based versus not account-based at this point? Because my bank is now is still obviously character-specific, but it seems that not all of my looks are and my mounts aren't either. What they are what? Like my mounts, my pets, my transmogging stuff, that seems to be account-based. Yes. Why the fuck are there servers? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, they gotta house the data for that character specifically somewhere. But but, but like, why at this point? <laughs> like, why not? Like, what what if you could have cross realm guilds and shit? Well, they're making communities. I think it's the mechanics and some of the stuff like guilds that they can't do cross server. But um. Yeah, no, it's, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what is it? Gosh. Try to remember what it is. It's things like guild and all that stuff that are still restricted to a server, but they're adding stuff like communities now, which are multiple guilds. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's certain things just still in the mechanics of the game that are still tied specifically to servers, like rare spawns for mounts and things like that. Those are still tied to the specific server. Sure. So that's probably why, but it is an archaic-esque kind of system, so we'll see where that goes. Yeah. It's interesting. Yep. Yeah. It's it's just absolutely bizarre being back. It, like, zone, <laughs> if, A, the server I'm on is a dead server, kind of, so, like, I, I kind of want to contact the GM and be like, hey, um, can you move my goddamn characters? This place is fucking dead. <laughs> but it also feels at the same time like less of the servers have populations on them too, so. Which is a little uh, weird. It kind of varies, I guess. Yeah. A lot of them are surprisingly low. Yeah. I don't get it. Uh, yeah, it's. The lack of people in the zones has been throwing me where I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, getting a chance to world PvP, I'm like, holy shit, another person. I'm gonna kill them now. Yeah, no, there have been changes to uh, a lot of that. A lot of stuff. So, but again, that's why I said they're doing more and more cross realm stuff. That kind of helps. <clears throat> Sorry. But, uh, yeah, so it's one of the things they're kind of addressing. They're also kind of consolidating some more server stuff and whatnot. So we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry you're you're kind of out of it, so you can't be as enthused or engaged this week. So I, yeah, I, I can't say enough. It's fucking just weird as hell being back in that game. Uh, it's like so much has changed and at the same time like not any of the major stuff that maybe you'd want to have changed like oh we got rid of quivers that's neat i guess <laughs> wait people mm-hmm. want quivers back why are you idiots <laughs> yeah well is that tied to nostalgia i guess but yeah i, I think in this no. case it was people didn't know like they're like oh we want like cosmetic quivers and i'm like 
I get it. Like, but did you ever have to play with a quiver in the original game? Oh no, I picked up at Wrath of the Lich King. So you don't remember the hardship of sacrificing a bag slot for fucking ammo. Yeah. About that. I'll take a hard pass on that one. It sucked. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm sitting there going like, I kind of miss it. Why? It was a stupid hunter thing. Not all gear is hunter gear anymore, which is wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> or there might be a new sword in the game that's going to be uh, 100 gear. Yeah, but most of our stuff's based around range moves, so... No, you haven't seen the new cinematic, have you? Uh, not the one from today, I guess? Yeah, you should watch that and you'll see because what some of the top comments, obviously the joke is, oh, uh, hunter weapon. Yeah, no. I will check that out. I appear to be back. Um, if you're looking to play with me, I'm on the Maelstrom server. I have... If, uh, you can find me under Foley. You can find me under Kumo. You can find me under um, Lillian with two L's. Those are the three characters I keep bouncing around on. I don't know why, but I started a priest because I make wise life decisions, apparently. And I wanted to see what the goblin starting zone was like. Fuck, I started a panda monk. Does anyone play monk that's not a panda, just out of curiosity? Uh, yeah. Human. Uh, human monk. Uh, you see him around. It just feels wrong. Oh, well, it varies. That being said, the pandas also feel wrong. My blood elf is a monk. Or I have a, a blood elf monk, yes. So what is the starting zone like? Like, is there a special monk starting zone if you start a class on a monk? You just start in the zone that's the panda area for any class. <laughs> Wait, so you start off in that, like, dojo setting? Regardless of race? Uh, not necessarily dojo setting, but you do start in the, uh, what do you call it? You start in the monk island. Huh. So, yes. I, okay, that makes sense. That's kind actually of. where, I don't, I don't know if you've heard of a guy named Double Agent. No. So when you start your character, your monk, your monk is neutral. Yeah. So you have to pick a faction. Yeah. So there's a guy, a monk, or not a monk, it's a panda shaman named Double Agent, and he is reached the max level being neutral without ever having to pick a faction. Huh. And he did it. By mining and picking herbs on the island he's stuck on. Hmm. Because mining and herbalism gives you experience when you pick flowers and mine ore. Hmm. So he is leveled to 110 uh, as, a, as a neutral shaman with no faction through just uh, gathering professions. And he's stuck on the island. Because if he leaves the island, he has to pick a faction. No, I know. Yeah, so, I, I, that part was kind of cool. I, I maybe it's my loyalty to the horde. They don't give you any compelling reason to play alliance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have these people locked up, and they crash their boat here, and their leader's kind of an asshole apparently, and the. 
panda leader you'll side with is kind of unlikable. Yep. Yeah. What is Monk supposed to be? Is this like an alternative to DPS? Uh, they're actually all three. They're a leather, basically they're leather paladins. Huh. Because they can tank, but they tank with, uh, they don't use shields. They're very much like kind of like Druid-esque, where they use just, you know, fist weapons. So, um, what do you call it? Yeah, so they're, they're shieldless tanks. And they're also melee DPS and they're healers. Hmm. So, all three. Dark world we live in. Yep. Taking priest jobs. <laughs> and druid jobs, for that matter, apparently. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Druids are actually stupid good right now. Yeah, they their, their time finally came, apparently. Yeah, they're some of the best tanks this whole expansion. They kind of always were, at the same time, weren't. Well, they were always uh, meat shield, yeah. like tanks. Like, well, they're tanks, but they were HP soaks. Yeah. So, because they couldn't block, they just had to have giant HP, uh, HP pools. Yeah. But they've got, you know, and they had, they actually ended up increasing it even more a couple of, I think it was a few expansions to go, because they reduced the amount of, like, dodge you would get. Because, obviously, with a high agility... Uh, druids would have high dodge, which while wasn't a bad thing, kind of sucked because of the fact that uh, druid, druid, uh, well, tank druids used to get rage from being hit like like warriors. So the fact that they were dodging everything made their rage generation kind of shitty for a while. But they fixed all that. But yeah, yeah, I can see that being a problem. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, sadly, you're a little under the weather, so we can't go full nuts on this one. I suspect you have some bubbling stuff you'd love to talk about, but because you literally can't talk right now, you're a bit nerfed. Yeah, it's kind of shitty, but yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But uh, I will say you should check out that cinematic, and we can talk about it next week, I guess. Or yeah. Or, the next time yeah, I'm we, on the podcast. We have, a, <laughs> we have a stream coming up soon in the future, too. Yeah, so... But yeah, you should check out that that cinematic. It looks pretty fucking cool. It's got a hunter gear, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, Cause Alex can't talk. I'll just take us out. Cue the metal. Yeah.